What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Hey, What You Watching, the weekly podcast where Marcelo Pico and I discuss the films we've been watching. This is episode 61, Kong Podcast Island, and I'm your host, Matt Carrione, and with me as usual is... Hey, it's your co-host, Marcelo Pico. How you doing, Matt? Pretty damn fine. Pretty damn fine. It's it's a nice, breezy Wednesday night. Yes. Uh, whenever whenever we're recording this, um, I I have started drinking. So uh, have I. <laughs> uh, no, no, Matt. No, you are not. Don't do not do not lie to our listeners, to our beloved no, listeners. I'm, I'm not. I'm drinking some damn fine coffee. There you go. You're Mr. Del Cooper. You're Agent Del Cooper over there. Because uh, I am not allowed to drink. Listen, I was told beforehand that this was going to be a special drinking episode. Yes, I know. Uh, Nobody told me. <laughs> That's our guest slash ghost. You haven't been brought on. <laughs> there are guest ghosts everywhere. But no, I mean, I mean, okay. That's that. That was brought up, like when 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 I knew our guest was 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 coming out for this episode, and then you know, come lo and behold, Matt Curion is not drinking tonight, uh, for for whatever reason, and I'm drinking. So this is this is going to be a show. I have a medical reason <laughs> why I'm not drinking. You are, know me. I you, drink every podcast. Are you are you <laughs> pregnant, Matt? Is that what you? No, want to I'm on antibiotics, and I don't want to fuck that up with wine. Whiskey uh, dick is not an actual man. <laughs> who are these voices? <laughs> I can't wait to reveal who these who these people are. I didn't are. know my apartment was haunted. Jesus, I'm gonna go get a beer. <laughs> <laughs> um, here, let's let's do our our BS session, Matt. Um, hey, uh, uh, that's what we're calling it now. <laughs> Great, uh, getting to know each other. Uh, I mean, so this past week, uh, hey, uh, we've had a, a, a damn good run on this on the website. We're doing yeah, great we stuff over there. A lot of fun. As of this recording, South by Southwest is coming up. Oh God! Uh, when this podcast comes out, we'll be in the midst of South by Southwest. So read the website. We have a. Uh, I was gonna say a shitload. We have a. We we have a bunch of reviews of films playing there. So keep an eye keep an eye out on that. Uh, I mean, Matt, you're excited, right? I mean, this is this is gonna be a fun weekend. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, no, I'm gonna kill myself. It's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. Uh, there's just so much going it's on. It's gonna be a lot of work, and I thought it was... I actually, and I, and then I actually have to do work, like <laughs> like go to work. You have you know? work, and then you have website work, and then I, I thought I was going. To, I, mean, I have school, and then I have to squeeze in like you know my normal like doing nothing and watching movies and <laughs> I have to do that I have to squeeze in some Zelda like it's going to be a busy weekend my it's friend hard. I mean I, I wanted to just sit down and watch the Before Trilogy and not do anything this week but you're not allowed I couldn't do that because I have work I have school I have website stuff so much but when? soon soon <laughs> I know first world problems but listen I mean soon enough I'm going to just sit back on a Sunday and just watch the shit out of that trilogy so I have Soon. all this work to do. <laughs> um, okay, so I think that's enough uh, of us getting... Uh, it, <laughs> what else do you want Anything what, weird this week? <laughs> like Taco Bell? No, I didn't deny no, Taco like any, Bell. Anything bizarre. No, I just... I had a burrito earlier today. Um, Me too. I made uh, one. It was great. Oh, you made one. Congratulations. Oh my god, it was awesome. I went out and bought one, so that's, that's what I do. I don't usually cook at home, uh, unless it's like... I don't know uh, spaghetti or something. I don't. I, what, what, what was so boring? <laughs> I have a sad life. What was in your burrito, Matt? It was uh, like spicy shredded chicken, and That's then amazing. I added like added some rice and 
a whole bunch of other crazy See, shit. Why don't you just do this more than you know eating? You know, uh, uh, what, what, what the fuck was that chitza? called? A chitza, exactly. A chitza. No, <laughs> I will never eat a chitza. Actually, fuck it. I'm going to eat a chitza. You made I'll a promise it. on the show that you're going to eat, eat it on the show. You, yes, it's going to be a special episode. Matt Curion eats a chitza. That's, that's going to be the worst episode ever because the, it's just going to be me taking a bite and then immediately vomiting. The title of the episode, Matt Curion Eats a Chitza. Uh, okay. <laughs> we, we've had enough fun. So let's... Chitza, Chitza. <laughs> let's go to the next segment, segment with, of the show. I hate everything. What are we going to be discussing on the show this week, Matt? Before, before oh, bringing yeah. on our guests. Yeah. What, what's before on, we bring on our guests. What's on the schedule? Hello. Drunky. I'm speaking. Hey. <laughs> I, don't, I don't do this often, Matt. <laughs> Clearly, Jesus, and you went for the hard shit, so uh, good for you, I'm I drinking, guess. I'm drinking tequila. God damn it. Oh my god, why? Okay, so you're going to be non-functioning about 20 minutes into the show. Gotcha. Awesome. Uh, anyway, uh, down at Matt's Riddle Corner, uh, we're going to hang out with an old man with some claws. And then we're going to hang out with some bastardly people. And then we're going to spend 12 years being depressed. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're going to go to the South Pacific and sing some lovely Hamilton songs. Well, they're not Hamilton songs, but you know what I mean. And then we're going to wake up and go to our little 9-to-5 jobs. And then we're going to hang out with 13 assassins and uh, go batshit nuts. Then we're going to hang out with a giant ape for, like, four movies. Imagine that. There you go. That's the show. So now it's time to reveal our guest-slash-ghosts. Who are they, Matt, this week? Well, uh, this week we have uh, two guests. What? It's a... (laughs) What? I know, right? It's a first for the HeyCast. Uh, this week we have returning guest Scott Wampler and uh, co-host from his show, Katie Schultz. How are you? Go ahead, I'm Schultz. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Uh, okay. I'm doing good and I'm proud that y- you guys uh, marked this as a drinking episode because it was coming off. <laughs> there was a tweet that there was going to be drinking. It's, and... it's in your contract. <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's in my rider. Yeah, <laughs> Scott needs to have drinking when he's on the show. I'm totally fine with it. Uh, okay, yeah, but but Scott, thanks for for coming back, and Katie, thanks for coming on. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, and Matt brought it up, but I want to hear uh, your you guys talk about it. Your new podcast it just launched this past week. Uh, this is correct. Yes, uh, I mean Scott, give me the details on this. Uh, wh- what is it exactly? Well, uh, trying times is a. A very ill-advised show, wherein <laughs> I don't know about that. Wherein uh, my my best friend Schultz and I challenge each other to uh, a series of escalating challenges. Um, the show is designed where uh, either one or the both of us will take on some sort of activity or experience that's outside of our comfort zones, and um, then we come on the show and talk about it. Sometimes it's one of us, sometimes it's the other, sometimes it's both of us. Um, it kind of changes from show to show. On the first episode, uh, I went to see a wrestling show, and oh. uh, yeah, and and so that was that was <laughs> our a, pilot. Oh, the yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and uh, let me ask you, Katie. What I mean, I mean, Scott has to go to a wrestling show. Like, what kind of things do you have to do? Well, um, I think I'm going to be visiting a haunted house. Like a real haunted house, or uh, no? But hopefully, just uh, you know, like a house of terror. Is that what? Yeah, no, just like a regular haunted house, like, like, a, like a murder house. 
Well, you have to preface that by explaining that you're mortally terrified of of haunted <laughs> of murder. Or <laughs> I don't like scary things. Okay. Right. Wow. Okay. So yeah, it's I'm a beast. that that'll be an experience because uh, there are I'm scary things in, in a haunted house. Uh, we um we came up with ideas that would um that would follow through for the remainder of the year. We we plotted them all out. Um, nice. But even now, uh, I've been getting suggestions from people that are, <laughs> frankly, way more extreme than anything we came up with. And um, <laughs> I think we're going to have to ratchet it up, like, real quick. Oh. You know? This is yeah. what happened to Jackass. At first, they were just kicking each other in the nuts, and then they start roller skating in buffalo herds. So mm-hmm. That's exactly what's yes. going to happen with the show. I, think, I mean, the, hopefully, the, hopefully the show will, will get more... Um, you know, it'll it'll get more outlandish as it goes along. We're trying to work on a gradient, but uh, you know, um, I I think we can't keep the challenges too low key for too long. Uh, I think we're gonna have to throw some some curveballs in there. It it it's um, I mean so so you released your first episode this past week. What and that's the episode Scott we go to a wrestling show, right? Mm-hmm. Was uh, it like a local show? It was local, like it's called Wrestle show? Circus. Yeah. Okay. Wrestle Circus. Um, I don't know the first thing about wrestling. Well, and like, my first times like these, I wish. Uh, huh? I was saying it was times like these. I wish a former guest Connor was on the show because he's he's the guy I go to when I want to learn something. <laughs> <laughs> well, does he know about wrestling? <laughs> oh my God! Yes. Oh well. Well, good luck <laughs> to you, Connor. Uh, <laughs> but I know Scott knows a little bit about wrestling. <laughs> Yeah, I know a little bit. I know, I know five hours worth about wrestling. Oh, five hours! Wow, five fucking hours. Well, we did, don't want. Um, we don't want. Did Randy sp- the Ram show up? <laughs> no, a guy with an iron dick showed up though. <laughs> Jesus Christ! We don't want. We don't want to spoil the episode. We want people to hear it. But yeah, yeah, yeah go check it out. <laughs> I mean, um, I, I, there's iron dicks. There's an iron vagina. There's an Eggman wearing overalls. It's it's good. Yes, time. please. Oh yeah. wow! So I'm if, all about that Eggman. So, so folks listening, no, you that, wouldn't have been if you had been there in person. Oh no, <laughs> folks listening, <laughs> if that doesn't hook you, then I don't know what will. Okay, I, w- I wish we had Iron Dicks on the show. Uh, I'll, I'll book him; he'll be on next. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, let's move into our next segment, right? Where we where we further get to know these these guests. Oh yeah, get to know you. Where we get to know our guests and make sure they're a human being and not some robot sent from the future. Here we go. Well, I for one am a, am a robot sent from the future. Can I not participate anymore? God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> it had to happen. Schultz was made in a lab. Damn. So was I. Twenty forty-eight. <laughs> uh, Marcelo, hit it off. Go. Oh, what? You giving me the first question? You're damn so, right. Ask... You're the one drinking. Uh, okay. Oh, let me ask uh, Katie. Okay. Okay. Uh, what was the first movie you saw in a theater? Ooh, I don't know. Maybe Lion King. Lion King, and do you? Re- I mean, do you recall anything about that experience? Does it really stand out for you? <laughs> I remember that uh, we saw it with family friends, and uh, it was it was like a the husband of the of the couple was like kind of like a tough guy, and he cried during uh, Mufasa's death nice. scene. <laughs> That's what I remember more than anything. Oh boy, um, <clears throat> yeah, I saw that on VHS. So I didn't see that. 
uh, in theaters. Well, you well you hate Disney. Well, I was I I didn't want to bring it up, Matt. I didn't want to bring it up. Oh, I'm gonna bring it up at every opportunity. Yeah, but Disney didn't come up with that story, much like they don't come up with most of their stories. And Hamlet is a pretty universal story. That's pretty good. Yeah. Ooh, well, there that you that go. that that Shakespeare is a pretty talented dude. Possibly. Well, he stole everything, also. So you know, don't give him too much credit. He's a fucking hack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Anything. Uh, Matt, ask the next question. Um. Uh. <laughs> um, you guys have questions, right? Oh Jesus! I'm so see no viciously. The, I'm so viciously un, unprepared. Um, the way we usually do this is Matt asks the first question, and the for, and the question he always asked was the one I just asked to Katie. So. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, Matt. I took your question. It's totally fine. Yeah, you guys uh, put two people on your show, and it is it has caused a traffic jam. <laughs> that's that, that's why I'm drinking, Scott. I knew this was happening, yeah. and I was like, okay, I'm going to go down with the ship. <laughs> Start no, it's good. Now. It's good. We'll have fun with it. <laughs> All right, Katie. Um, you said you don't like scary things. The truth. So I'm going to ask you a scary question. Oh Whoa. shit. <laughs> uh, you may not like it, but what is the best horror film you've seen, ever? That um, you that you were able to finish. Well, I mean, I can. Spoopy. Take a lot of horror films that are like older, so because the the effects uh, don't keep up my suspension of disbelief. So um, I liked uh, The Shining. I thought The Shining was good. <laughs> um, ooh, hmm. Yeah, I haven't seen that many horror movies. I liked Cabin in the Woods. I thought that was good. I liked that. I'm nodding my head vigorously right now. <laughs> Guys, I, I showed I showed Schultz Nightcrawler, and she was wildly uncomfortable during Ooh. Nightcrawler. I almost uh, wanted that's to. That's not even a horror. Movie. That was oh, that was a hard movie for me to get to. He is so creepy. Like it's great. He does a fantastic job at being like the creepiest motherfucker. But oh my goodness, oh, made wait. me very uncomfortable. Oh, can I curse? I cannot curse. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, you can. I, okay, I, cool. I think I said fuck that like five times in the intro. Yeah, but it's my uh, mentality. I don't even hear it anymore. <laughs> it's fucking okay. Uh, but, but, but Katie, has it always... I mean, I, this is not... Uh, I mean, you're not at a therapist's office, but I'm just wondering, like, is, has it always been there, that fear of, of scary well, movies? I'm uh, pretty... Uh, I wouldn't say jumpy on my own, but I'm fairly imaginative, and uh, I don't need any <laughs> inspiration. I don't need any anything else telling me what I should be afraid of, because I'm already... Like, if, if it's nighttime and I have to get into my house, I'm definitely... You know, I'm not running to the front door, but I'm, I'm looking around. I'm, I'm making sure nothing's following me. I got my key out in the car, so I don't have to fumble with my keys in front of the door. Like, I'm... I'm on the lookout. Gotcha. <laughs> Which uh, I think it's a fear everybody has, and we just hide it better. Um, at least for me, anyway. Uh, uh, I have a question for Scott. Sure. Um, I can't remember if we we talked about this when you were last here, and if we did, I'm sorry. Is it a Stephen King question? No, no, that's what it was. We, we talked about. No, I want to ask you. We about, definitely talked Stephen King. Yeah, we last talked time. Stephen King. Yeah. That's what it was. But this time, I want to ask you, Scott, about uh, movie posters. Okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> He'll allow it. <laughs> He'll allow it. But I, I Your mean... show. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> but I, I, um, 
Are you? I mean, are you obsessed with movie posters, Scott? And also, um, if well, I, I don't like um, I don't like one sheets very often, but I like art. I collect yeah. art. Yeah, you know, my my house is filled with, you know, every every almost every wall in my house has something framed on it. At least one thing, and in some cases, multiple things. Uh, yeah. uh, I'm a collector, um, and I like the idea of uh, hand-drawn artwork that you know celebrates movies and, and pop culture. And um, uh, I, I think I respond more to the artistry of it more than anything else. Uh, otherwise, I'd also be collecting one sheets. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Although a lot of one sheets are total pieces of shit. So <laughs> yeah. Maybe not. But, um, yeah, but uh, all of your I, I, I had I had a period of a couple of years where I was like really deep into the hobby, and now I've kind of stepped back from it. Um, the the culture that surrounds it is pretty poisonous, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I don't I don't like the the community very much, and they don't like me, and so it, it kind of goes, <laughs> so uh, it all works out. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so I, I kind of mind my own business, and I pick something up from time to time, but. Um, Lately, I've been uh, trying to get more into collecting uh, original pieces, you know, stuff that's stuff that's one of a kind or, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I bring it up because I think you were talking about it or, or whatever on Twitter, and you're like, oh, I have, like, all this stuff. And I asked you if you had, like, a certain Scott Program print that I really wanted. Yeah. Yeah, and you, you're like, yeah, I have it, but I'm not giving it away. I'm like, oh. Because I, I have a few Mondo posters on my wall, and but I'm not a collector, not at all. That's I, the that's the rarest poster I have. The the, the Scott Program one, like the one I wanted. Ugh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a misprint. Um, Mondo Mondo printed six of them accidentally. If you know anything about screen printing, that's uh, that's an absurd number. Usually they they only print in batches of fifty or more. Well, what happened was they they printed the right image with the wrong colors, and they printed six of them before they realized their mistake. And so those six were sort of set aside, and you know, uh, eventually one day one fell off the back of a truck near my house. <laughs> and, uh, that's the story you tell. <laughs> so off a truck, that's man. that's the story. Uh, and that's how it happened. That's exactly how it happened. And then. Um, on top of that, I've I've met Edgar Wright a few times, and the the first time I interviewed him, I walked into the room and they they announced who I was and the outlet I was working for at the time, and uh, it was him, Nick Frost, and Joe Cornish. It was an interview for uh, Attack the Block, and cool. uh, immediately they started making fun of my last name, as <laughs> as people are wont to do, and uh, so easy, and <laughs> and uh, you know. Uh, Edgar Wright was like, uh, "What is a what a, a Wampler sounds like a like a, and Nick Frost was like, "That's something that you use to fight the Incredible Hulk." <laughs> and and Edgar Wright was like, "Yeah, something like like a Wampler nine thousand. <laughs> so, and so I, I ran into him a few times after that, and he'd be like, "Oh, the Wampler nine thousand. So, oh um, my god! And uh, you got nicknamed. Yeah, I did. Right. And then um. I was at an event that uh, Edgar Wright was at a few years later, and I brought that poster with me and had him sign it, and he personalized it to me, and it says, to the Wampler 9000 from, from it. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's fantastic. Wow. Yeah. That is amazing. That's, that's probably, like, one of that's one of the, like, crown jewels of the, the collection, for sure, you know. 
It's like it's it's uh, priceless. Like I, I I couldn't possibly, you know, part with it. Oh, never. Yeah, but there you go. That's that's uh, best answer I could I could uh, get from that question. Uh, Matt, do you have another I question? I do not. All right, I think we've gotten to know <laughs> our guests. They have been gotten to know. They've been gotten to know. All that's, that's you need a, to know. That's, <laughs> that's real, it. That's a real no sentence more. I just said. One's okay. a chicken and one likes art. <laughs> uh, Do you have any art of this chickens? fall on NBC? <laughs> chicken and art. Uh, I mean, <laughs> the makers of Outsourced. <laughs> but if there's one thing we all hey, I liked Outsourced. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here! You... <laughs> I was the one person. Uh, I, this Great show, man. this show is done. <laughs> I was okay. Outsourced came out, and I was desperate for a sitcom because Thirty Rock had ended. No, I was desperate for anything at the time. So that's, that's not a. Okay. No, but also that's, that's not the the way it happened, Matt. That's like they stopped making the cereal I like, so I started smoking crack. Well, yeah, I did that too, but you know, <laughs> uh, they'll never get that original recipe back for Cookie Crisp, and it's very upsetting. So I. Oh, just I thought you were going to say the original to recipe for crack. I <laughs> know <laughs> oh, that, that's in the the Reagan Museum, I believe. Yeah, too I, much I, baking soda. I, I I would just say. People who want to chime in and fact check the show, I, I want to correct Matt and say Outsourced uh, uh, premiered and was canceled in between Thirty Rock. So there's no way oh. Thirty Rock ended and Outsourced came on. So oh. I know well, that then, for a fact. So well, then edit so that people out. People that might be fact checking Matt. <laughs> yes. Okay. Who's fact checking me? <laughs> you don't know. All right. Come on, if people aren't going to fact check the president, I'm not getting fact checked. <laughs> I'm on. sure no one's going to bring it up. One would hope, because no one remembers that show. After this conversation ends, no one will have ever mentioned it, for sure. I thought you were talking about that rom-com that's on Netflix about a guy who goes to India. That is. that. That's on Netflix. It's like a TV show. It's a TV show? I thought it was a movie. I thought it was a rom-com. Wait, I thought, I, I, I thought, thought it was, was like an Indian series that they turned into an American it series. It might have been a movie that they turned into a series. Okay, so, so, somebody fact-check this and, and, and tweet us, okay? <laughs> I, I'm not going to look this up. Um, Please don't tag me in that tweet. <laughs> tag all your outsourced tweets to at Limited Paper on Twitter. Do that, folks. All of our fans. Thousands of fans. Thanks, guys. <laughs> so many fans. The best fans. All of the fans. Sad. <laughs> uh, a lot of overlap with uh, Outsource fans. Uh, hey, I, I was going to transi- transition to this, but then Outsource came up. Uh, Outsource was a movie. We all, yeah, okay. I just looked it up. There, thank you. <laughs> it's a thing. I'm telling you, Matt, we should have an intern that checks all this as we're talking. And... and, and <laughs> Movies, we all love movies. That's the transition I was going to. Uh, movies are pretty good. Yeah, uh, we all. I think we all saw Logan, right? We mm-hmm. saw. We saw Old Man Logan. Yes, Old Man Logan. Um, I like to. I like to hear Katie's thoughts on it first. Oh, you're gonna start with me, the one one female out of this group. <laughs> it wasn't intentional. I mean, I just looked at the screen. And I go, I want Katie to to, to start this off. <laughs> I am a, also it's a, Ladies Day, so it's, yeah, it's yeah, International, International Women's, Women's Day. Day for another hour. <laughs> so it's so, over for me. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Brief back, brief background for people who have no idea what movies are. Uh, Logan is the latest Wolverine <laughs> movie. It's rated R, directed by James Mangold. It's supposed to be Hugh Jackman's uh, f- uh, final uh, final Wolverine movie. 
And yeah, it blew up the box office. Critics, audiences seem to love it. But what about Katie? What about you? Well, I am a big action movie fan, and I've always been a pretty big X-Men fan because I think superpowers are cool, and I always wanted one. Um, uh, so I liked that previous X-Men movies weren't that violent so I could watch them when I was a kid. But mm. now that I'm an adult, this is the X-Men movie I wanted. Yeah. Right, like, it's, it's very violent. Almost definitely, yeah. Yeah, it, it's well, it's violent, and um, it doesn't get too into all of the different timelines. It's just like, hey, here's a story where the Wolverine is going through a tough time and then they have the whole uh, Charles Xavier plot with the dementia oh sorry spoilers ahead yes um, I'm assuming people know that when they when they come into this podcast yeah, I would hope uh, so. but uh yeah no I really liked it it was it was nice and violent the fighting was cool um, there was this one really great stab where he goes like up through the bottom of somebody's jaw and you uh-huh. see a little blade like in his mouth and I was like yes perfect the special effects guys were so excited to do that um, yeah no I, I enjoyed the shit out of it yeah I, I, I will say and, and I'll jump in with my opinion now I think that's how the show works um, I, it's, it's does it <laughs> the first like five minutes of the movie tells you what you're in store for in terms of violence and I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I, uh, yeah, there is a shot where Logan stabs a man through through the jaw and it is yeah, like like you're saying, Katie, like they like the special effects people I'm sure enjoyed just mashing somebody's face in like with steel with uh, what sorry, adamantium claws. Like <laughs> <laughs> like the, the it, right uh, yeah, what the hell, man? Again, I am drinking tequila. So no, it's 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 super violent, and I appreciate that. Limbs, heads, they come off, uh, and it's not. I mean, I don't want to spoil it. I'm not going to go into like super spoilers, but yeah, it has a very like heavy emotional payoff. Uh, like the honest I saw it with, they were, I guess, a sense like half of them were just in tears by the end of it. And yeah, but 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 then. I'm going to say it's not perfect. I think there are elements in it that make it so much of... It, it can't help but be an X-Men movie, if that makes sense. Well, yeah. Yeah. Like they're how, so, do you, how do you mean? Like, there, there, are, there are elements in there that remind me of... And I hate to bring this up, of like... Uh, uh, I forgot the name of the movie. X, X-Men Origins, Wolverine. Please uh, don't say that word. <laughs> I forgot that title for a second, which is good. Good. I, it's good, a very it's forgettable good I movie. It. That's what the studio wants. Uh, yeah, like the like this guy comes in and goes, oh, here's like what's happening. Here's my master plan, and it's just like, oh, did we? That's oh, the like, villain. Yeah, that's like the you one. You mean the guy named the guy named Donald that is trying to get people to not cross the border? Yeah, him. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, we should credit Rob Trench for that tweet. Okay, he yes, uh, he's uh, he's a smart man. Yeah, but but no, I was, that's like the only thing I didn't like about it. The, the bad guys match the plan and there's there's another element that I don't want to spoil that's I, I, I hope you guys know what I'm talking about it's it's another villain it's not the main villain but it's the other villain that kind of comes in halfway through I don't know okay I, yeah so those two gripes that's that's the only thing I have a problem with in this movie other than that I'm dying to see it again dying to see it with an audience that will appreciate it I think it's very much the X-Men movie that I've wanted for a very long time so 
Uh, Scott, uh, what, what about you? I mean, everybody seems to pretty much love this movie. Um, I really, I really liked it. Um, I've, I've had a few days to, to sit and think about it, and I, I don't know if I loved it as much as everyone else did, but yeah, I had a blast watching it. Like, I, I mean, I walked out of it like, holy shit. Um, I, I think I need to see it again to fully absorb it. Yeah. Uh, and I'm seeing it again on Saturday. Because uh, there's, um, there's some connective tissue that I think I missed the first time just because I was... Uh, you know, uh, we, I, was, I was not completely sober the first time I saw <laughs> a bottle of champagne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you went through a bottle of champagne during the movie. Um, but uh, I'd, I'd like to see it with a with a clear set of eyes. And also, I'm I'm just not that smart. You know, I need to see movies a couple of times to fully absorb them. And with stuff that I really like, I I, I tend to do that anyway. I'll I'll go and. In the last couple of years, there's been movies I've seen like three times in the space of a week, you know, and those are ones that like I immediately latch onto, and I'm like, I, I want to fully digest this, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I don't feel that same sense of urgency with Logan. Um, like I didn't feel like I needed to turn around and see it again the next day, uh, but I definitely want to see it a second time. Um, it, but it's also kind of a Without getting into spoilers, it's kind of a bummer movie. You know, it's there's a sense of melancholy to it, and it's kind of it's it's dark, but not in like a cheese dick DC movie way. Um, it, <laughs> it feels it feels earned, you know, on the on the back of 17 years worth of screen history. Um, and, and so it's there's a sense of sadness to it that I think will probably prevent me from revisiting it as often as some other movies that I really love just because it's outside of those scenes of really gnarly violence it's not that uh, it's not like a blast to watch you know it's, <laughs> no. it's, it's, it's not fun a, it's sort of a beating you know oh yeah it, but, emotionally for sure yeah but all of that said I mean it's it's by far the best Wolverine movie and and uh, I, I passed a, sh- a note to Schultz like halfway through the movie where I was like, "This is this is the Wolverine movie I wanted since I was like twelve years old," you know, like I this this is amazing. Um, but I was responding to the violence and the spectacle of it more so than more so than anything else. So anyway, I want to see it again before I want to like you know level a final opinion on it. But I'm I'm firmly pro Logan. Yeah, absolutely. And and I will just jump in real quick and say, yeah, I have gone through that where I see something I, I don't I don't really f- fully appreciate it until maybe a second, even third viewing. Like I had that just happen to me with uh, Get Out where mm-hmm. I I like thought it was great the first time and the second time seeing it, I was once again floored and I was like, wow, this is well, I, Get Out plays like a different movie on the second viewing. Yeah, it does. You know, I mean, there's a whole... Once you know the game that it's playing, it, it the whole movie compl- plays completely different up until, you know, the reveal. Yeah. It's it's amazing, that movie. Yeah, and, and I felt, like, just as shaken up by the end of it uh, uh, during my second viewing as it, as it did the first. It's, like, that effective. Uh, but, yeah, oh, anyway, um, Matt, uh, I guess you're up. And you haven't seen Get Out, and this is what... No, I have not. Two weeks now you haven't seen it. I don't know what's wrong with you. But but you did see Logan, though. Life gets in the way. <laughs> but you did manage to see Logan. So we, we've, had our, we've had our discussions on this, sh- on this show and other shows about 
X-Men movies and you know I, I hate I, I watched some of X-Men Apocalypse on HBO the other night Ooh, I rewatched that the other I mean I watched it for the first time the other day uh, wow yeah my <laughs> and after and, and after seeing and seeing it now after seeing Logan what the <laughs> hell man uh, uh, I can't even put words into how much that that movie is so bad it is terrible <laughs> But but Matt, I mean, yeah, we, we talked about X Men movies. So, I mean, and and you're more of a defender than I am with 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 like, um, right? Like yes. you, yeah, you you liked X Men Apocalypse more than I did for sure. I had a good time with that one. Yeah, yeah. but then, I enjoyed but, myself. Uh, it was I, it's, it's a I fun, a decent time. time. It's a it's a breezy way to waste two hours of your life. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> you sound so angry about that good time you had. <laughs> I'm like, listen, it was fucking <laughs> I had a good time watching. No regrets. These yeah. are the types of conversations me and Matt have. I had a good time. Don't you dare. I had a good time, damn it. <laughs> uh, but no, seriously, uh, Wolverine makes uh, almost every other X-Men movie look like a joke in comparison to just the story it's telling and the tone. I mean, it makes most comic book movies, period, just look like... Kind of campy. Little yeah, they make some. Most of them look silly compared to what James Mangold and Hugh Jackman have well, uh, you have know, done. It's, it's a western, and it's got that simplicity to it. You yeah, know, just... where it, a very solid through line. You know, the the stakes are always very clear. You watch the Brian Singer X Men movies, and they're convoluted bullshit. Every single yeah. one of them, and stacked on top of the convoluted bullshit that came before. So none of them make any goddamn sense. That's, yeah, that's what I kind of meant earlier when I was like, it was simple. We didn't go into like a whole bunch of backstory or yeah. which timeline we're in or whatever. It's like, right. this is what's happening right now. And that's how most movies work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, 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 so, yeah, um, I think we can all agree. It's, yeah, I, I think it, yeah. Um, I thought for a second after seeing the movie Logan that uh, it's like the second best because I'm a fan of X2. I like the movie a lot. Same. But thinking about it more, and I'm sure... Hey, come a, on, it's got, it's got Brian Cox. It's great. I'm sure a second viewing will cement Logan as, like, the best. And I'm sure right now I can, I can say it's the best. It's... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm eager to see it again. But I, 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 like you were mentioning before, Scott, it's, it's a downer of a movie. It, yeah, not... that's why. I, I mean, I, I may give the edge to uh, X Men First Class. Yeah, I love it, that one too. It's, it's, that was a well, good one. It's a fucking fun watch. Yeah, you know, if I had to watch Logan or First Class right now, I'd probably watch First Class just because I'm gonna have more fun watching it. Yeah. Um, even though Logan might be the better movie, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. But what you want a lot of times? Oh, that's probably why comic book movies fall into campy so often. Is because what you want is like a fun romp through people with superpowers but high stakes right so you know they're going to take over the world but they can't have it be too serious or too violent you can't stab people upside the jaw into their brain well now you can well now you can but that movie wasn't it was like really violent and cool to watch if you like violent movies but you can't like show that to your kid no yeah well have you seen Batman vs. Superman (laughs) dude I laughed all the way through that movie Mm. (laughs) <laughs> well, I should next not appreciate it. I should, I, I should bring it up. You kept waking them up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I should. Well, I should. I kept waking up Bruce Wayne. He kept having like seven dream sequences. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I should bring up the fact that Matt likes that movie a lot. So. Oh, Matt. <laughs> I sure do. This <laughs> is not your nightmare. I'm sorry, Matt. <laughs> oh. Defend yourself. <laughs> No, I've done it many times. On the yeah, show. I'm not okay, going to do it again. To your show I think and then... I think I think we had a whole episode just talking about how much he likes it. So we did. Uh, I'm not a fan. Nah, so. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not here to judge you. You know that's that's a. I think I think that's, that's a, a bad movie. But that has nothing to do with you. Yeah, Scott's not. Uh, the other night watching Time Cop. So. <laughs> I mean, Scott's not here to judge you. Katie's not here. I'm not here to judge you, Matt. Our listeners yes, judge you. Yes, you are. So. <laughs> Why am I judging you? Marcello contacted me before the show and said specifically he was going to judge you. <laughs> I know he is. He's always judging me constantly, forever and always. I always... I don't know. It's a thing between us, Matt. I mean, when Godfather comes up, I always have to say, hey, Matt's, Shut up. Matt's, Shut up. Matt's favorite Shut up. Godfather is Godfather 3, so that I always have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the dynamic we have. So, so Logan yeah. is a great movie. That's we can say that. Let's move on. Um, very pretty, great movie. <laughs> it's pre- no, I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, I the cinematography in it is amazing. Well, I would like that's like one reason I want to see it again. That, there's a reason the cinematography is beautiful. Why is that, Matt? You have two Oscar nominees working behind the camera as cinematographer. They even got an Oscar nominee to do second unit stuff. Well, there you go. M- movies don't do that. <laughs> movies don't do that. But this one does. I mean, oh, well, did that. Yeah. So, it, yeah. I, another reason why I want to see it in a theater on the big screen is to they see They did that. on Logan? On Logan? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the main the main DP is uh, John Mathiason. He works with Ridley Scott a lot. He was nominated right for a Gladiator. Right. And then the second unit was uh, DP was uh, Faden Papa Michael, who was nominated for Nebraska. Hmm. There you go. His name, funny, up, um, his name like popped up. His name popped up. One of my I was complaints like, Yo, about Logan coming out of it was uh, that I thought a lot of it was flat. Really? Um, really? Oh. Yeah, I did. I, I remember saying that to Schultz when when we walked out of it. Like, I kind of felt similarly, but you you definitely articulated it. Right. It, it just. I don't know if it was the staging or or what, but there were big chunks what? of it that just felt kind of like. Uh, and question mark. I don't know. Yeah, I, it, kinda. It, it it stood out for me, like especially well that that opening sequence. He's, isn't he in like Las Vegas or something? The the, the neon lights that I love that like color. Oh, no, yeah, I, I mean I can pick out certain sequences, but there were there were chunks of the movie where I remember thinking I remember thinking on more than one occasion while I was watching the movie like that's kind of a boring way to frame that shot. And I don't normally think that when I'm watching a movie. Interesting. Um, and I thought it multiple times in Logan. Huh. Uh, I was like, well, I guess that's like a way to do it. I, I You could have done this and it would have been, and I had time to think about it. Like that's, that's not really, um, that, that doesn't occur to me very often while watching the movie. And so it sort of stood out, but, uh, with me, it was like, I'm a movie crier. Like, I will cry in the worst of movies. And I only cried once in that movie. And that movie was real sad. Oh, my God. This girl <laughs> this girl sitting next to me was a blubbering mess throughout, like, 90% of this movie. Yeah, it was really? audible, audible sobs. Like this. That's annoying. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, so. the whole, during the whole end credits, it was just, like, like asking for t- tissues from her boyfriend. Like, it was crazy. 
Yeah, some some meathead behind me who was like making comments about the whole thing. He was quiet for the last fifteen minutes, and I could I could hear what he was doing. He was crying his little eyes out. So, yeah, Good. Uh, <laughs> screw that guy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Logan, I, I I teared up. I didn't cry. I teared up at the end. Uh, it's kind of hard not to. It's I think it does hit that last note pretty well. Uh, yes, I, I give her props for that too. So there you go, Logan. One last thing, Stephen Merchant, awesome. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He was great, terrific yeah. as always. Yes, absolutely, for sure. Uh, I I need to watch his HBO show, uh, Hello Ladies. I saw the first episode and I laughed my ass off. I need to watch the rest of it. He's good. Uh, now to transition into the next movie. Uh, I don't know how to, so I'll just say Glorious Bastards. Oh, okay, <laughs> I saw that <laughs> this past week. Uh, the Draft House and several other theaters nationwide had a uh, film day uh, this past Sunday. Oh, I remember reading oh, the about that. The 35mm thing. Yes. On yeah. 3-5, March 5th, 35mm. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh-huh, so, I get it. <laughs> I went out to see Inglorious Bastards in 35mm because I thought that made sense. Uh, I I saw this recently in, in a theater last year. I saw it on on DCP, and then while I'm a I'm a I'm a fucking snob, I'll just say oh, I know that you are. Out. Yeah, I, I like to see films on film. I I, I want to see it that the way it was meant to be seen. All this that. is where we differ. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, we we've talked about it before, and I'm angry about you. I mean, I'm great. I'm I'm angry uh, <laughs> that we even brought it up, Matt. But yeah, I don't want to bring it up. <laughs> I'm gonna sip my sip my drink and move on. So no. So I wanted to see English Bastards on film. I thought this is the way to see it, and boy was I right. It, 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 it seeing it with an audience because I've seen this movie so many times. Like when it first came out, at least like two, three times in the theater, then multiple times on Blu-ray. But I just, I just cut to the end. The way I felt seeing Inglorious Bastards this past Sunday, like in a theater on thirty-five. Millimeter. It was like a packed. It was almost a full theater, seeing with the crowd, and then when the end came, I had like almost the same reaction to the end as as when I did when I first saw it in two thousand nine, which is insane. I did not the, expect the that. Crowd, the crowd, the crowd reaction for this film is awesome. Yeah, I and when I guess it's not a spoiler at this point. I mean, if you haven't seen Glorious Bastards, what are you doing with your life? Yeah, seriously, it's it's a pretty good movie. <laughs> Wait a second, Katie. <laughs> hey now. Wait a second. Let's let's let's. I've, I've never seen it all the way through. Okay, let we're we're, we're I'm gonna stop my my. You're my, fucked my, up, Schultz. I'm gonna stop my. Gotta watch. Gonna stop my thought train here for a second. Why why haven't you seen it all the way through, Katie? Um. Because it makes me sad. <laughs> Why do you feel bad for the Nazis getting killed? What, why? Why does it make you no. sad? Uh, Schultz, why do you love Nazis? <laughs> That's a real question. Because we're both German as fuck, Wampler. <laughs> um, no, uh, I um, that scene where they're like the Nazi comes into their house and everybody's super nervous. I'm a very like empathetic person, oh, okay. so like that. Like, I can't even watch Ben Stiller movies. 
generally because that like secondhand embarrassment I can't handle. So like secondhand fear, um, especially in a in a very real situation that did happen and you know can still happen to people if we if we let it. Like we have Syrian people fleeing the country, and it's just it's just too real to even like knowing about it is one thing but you know like witnessing it even secondhand through a movie as a reenactment is just a lot for me that's understandable i, I totally, I see totally that. get that yeah, yeah i get that but give another shots and i i'll just say this uh, just going through what we're going through as a country mm-hmm. with you know goddamn not- oh i I saw that shit coming. Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> I, I need to go to protests more. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, it was uh, a pleasure to see Nazis getting their uh, scalps, you know, cut off and them being blown away uh, mercifully in this movie. So it's lovely. It's 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 great. <laughs> it, this movie is essential for 2017. I'll tell you that. The so. uh, the the tap tapping well, of the baseball I, bat has never been more satisfying. Yeah, I would I would argue uh, uh, against that. I would I would think that um, everybody always thinks they're right. Like you think you're right, and Nazis think they're right. You're not going to win this argument with violence. Like we've already tried that. We've already tried violence as a method, and you know it it can work if you're the only one with nuclear bombs, but. That's not, uh, you know, it's it, it's a revenge flick. It's 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 you're watching it to to feel validated in beliefs that are already accepted. But if you don't approach problems from their root core, in that like education is something that need empathy is something you need. Like if you have schools where people, sorry, I'll I'll get off my, I'm gonna stop right now because I got a whole spiel. But um, <laughs> no, I mean. Uh, yeah. It, it's fine, yep. Kitty. No, I mean, but that's that. No, it's def, that. This is definitely not that. There's no empathy. <laughs> this is a Tarantino movie in which, yes, like I think the reason why I felt just um, I don't know what the right word is. I got seriously this, and I'm I'm going to be embarrassed by by saying this. I got like kind of choked up by the end of this movie. I was I was like, oh, I thought of, you were going to say you got hard. Sorry. No, well, okay, no, not hard. <laughs> well, that too, but we weren't. Gonna <laughs> I mean, I wasn't going to say. I have some dignity. It is a cathartic experience. The end. Yes, for me. I mean that's the reason theater was invented in the first place. So yeah, yeah. like I, I totally get it. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, it yeah, it, you're definitely not going to get empathy in this in a Tarantino movie. You're going to get violence against those who you wish violence upon. So and you get more and more I mean, violence. <laughs> the scenes I have seen, the bad guys are real bad guys. But you know those foot soldiers that you just blow up got you know roped in. Yeah, that's that's true. I totally see your your viewpoint, Katie. Okay, <laughs> uh, I I do. I, honestly, I do. No, no, I I believe you. It's just like I I feel like that's not a very my my viewpoint might not be very popular. I mean, yeah, if you look on Twitter, possibly not. I mean, it, <laughs> we we had a whole meme a few months ago on uh, what's his name getting punched in the face, and um, I I, I mean, I, I'll be honest, I enjoyed seeing that over and over and over again. Uh, it's really good. It's really good when they set it to the uh, Depeche Mode song. Uh, just can't get it up. I will. I will say that it was that was a glorious experience. Yeah, but just Wait, demand- who got punched in the face? Uh, what, what was his name? Spencer. Richard Spencer. Yeah, uh, I guess you missed that, Katie. A white supremacist. Yeah. Oh, oh, thank you. Um, 
Yes. No, I think I might enjoy that. I definitely <laughs> feel violent towards people I fundamentally disagree with on political sp uh, stuff, but, you know. Yeah, no, I, I totally get it. Just, just punch him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> just Wolverine claw the shit out of his jaw. Just up through the jaw. Yeah, straight into the brain. But Inglorious Bastards, I love this movie. Okay, <laughs> it is really good. It's, really it's good, uh, on any given day, it could be my favorite uh, Tarantino, but uh, for today sure, it is not. For sure, it's my favorite. I'll say it. Like, this past viewing has cemented it again. I mean, the experience I went through, and I did not expect this experience at all. I yeah, it came out of nowhere. I was like, I'll see this movie because I love it. I'll see it in a theater because I I love going to the theater to see movies I love. But I didn't expect to have the experience heightened like I think the the quality of the movie has been raised yet again for me which I thought was impossible so yeah that's Inglorious Bastards um I mean Scott you, you've you've stayed quiet through most of this how, how do you feel about Inglorious Bastards uh I love Inglorious Bastards I mean how do you not love it yeah uh but but Django's my favorite Tarantino yeah and that wow yeah really that, yeah I don't hear Pulp, that very Pulp often Fiction, Pulp Fiction is like the movie that got me into movies you know, yeah. like that's the one that's sort of cemented it. So that'll always have a uh, a place in my heart when it comes to Tarantino stuff. But um, but Django is the one I've revisited the most since Pulp Fiction. I think Death Proof. Death Proof. Yeah, is, I'm, is not, amazing. I'm not crazy about Death Proof. Honestly. I like Death Proof. I do. I, I I love. Yeah, it. I like it, but like I, I would never with an afternoon off. I'd never be like. Fuck it! I'm gonna watch Death Proof. Like I'll, I'll watch Django. You know, I've, I've watched Django like a dozen times, probably. I, I, I will say, each time I see Django Unchained, I love it even more. So it it, it grows in in, in uh, appreciation each time I see it. I, I I my favorite for the longest time, my favorite Tarantino was Kill Bill. Uh, if you were to count them together, so and that's then, a good one. Those yeah, good. yeah. I mean, Kill Bill's great. They're all great. But, I mean, Tarantino doesn't make shitty movies. No. Yeah, they're all they're all varying degrees of great. They're all high quality. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, we're, uh, that's the controversial statement we're making in this episode. Tarantino's a good filmmaker. That's our hot take. That's our hot take. <laughs> he, he makes good movies. Fight us about it. <laughs> Don't at me. Um, <laughs> Tarantino's a good director. Don't at me. Okay, no one will because they all agree with you. <laughs> so we mentioned Django Unchained. And transitioning from that... Um, oh God, <laughs> Matt! You saw this Jesus movie. Jesus Christ, Matt! You saw this movie. You put it on the list, so take it away. Well, Matt. Yeah, because um, well, as listeners will know, Carlo and I are going through all of our movies in alphabetical order, so we're still in the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> and so we watched uh, yep, Steve yep. Steve McQueen's Twelve Years a Slave because it was up next on the list. Because it was and, date night. <laughs> yeah, and I ended up I actually ended up watching this twice. Because that's the kind of person I am. Uh there's reasons behind that, but it's fine. Everything's fine. Um but I'm yeah, normal, no. I swear. What was that? I'm normal, I swear. <laughs> totally I'm totally normal. I just I I have I love seeing Paul Dano get the shit kicked out of him and uh, <laughs> any chance that I get to watch that over and over again, uh, I'll I'll take it because you can throw uh, a little, he's, there will be blood in there. Oh yeah, he's made a career out of this. Like yeah. just get like his ass handed to him. This Looper, um, 
He well, just, he's, he, he's one of the one of the key board members in the Punchable Faces Club. Oh, yes, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, doesn't he like disintegrate in Looper? That's a pretty good one. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Oof, that's a that's a fun scene. I like watching that one. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, but you know, I watched this. It's uh, just as effective as it was the first time I saw it uh, back when it came out, and I. I really don't have much else to say about that. It's a really weird prequel to Doctor Strange. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's it's an effective movie. I I, I love Steve McQueen. Um, have you seen uh, Hunger, Matt? No, I've seen this and Shame. Uh, what a shame that you haven't seen Hunger. Uh, well, I love Shame. <laughs> shame is another great work from Steve McQueen. It's the, it's the feel-good rom-com of the <laughs> 2000s. Oh, Sounds like it. That's Based a date night movie. Yeah. Uh, I mean... If you've ever wanted to see Carrie Mulligan sing New York, New York for 45 minutes... <laughs> <laughs> it's most of the movie, yeah. And then, like, there's 20 minutes later... That was a joke for, like, 10 people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean... <laughs> uh, K- uh, Katie or Scott, do you have any hot takes on 12 Years a Slave? Jesus no. Christ. <laughs> oh, no one's going to touch that with a 10-foot pole. Absolutely uh, not. <laughs> uh, no, no, I don't. I mean, it, 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 uh, oh, oh uh, the only thing I want to bring up in relation to 12 Years a Slave, and I promised Matt I would do this, was uh, uh, Lights, Camera, Jackson's tweet. To, oh, uh, that. Holy shit. How do, how, do we, uh, how do we say his name? Chewetel. Chewetel. Uh, how? How do we say? Chewetel. Chuitel and how's the last name? Edgiofor. Edgiofor. Chuitel Edgiofor. Uh, it took a photo with him at some uh, awards event, some yes. uh, selfie. Yes. And then on his birthday, posted the photo <laughs> with the tag, uh, Don't be a slave to your diet, have some cake today. <laughs> oh, 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 horrible, horrible, horrible boy. child. Yeah, well, I'll tell wow. you what, Life Tamer Jackson is 18 now, and thus, it's fucking open season on that jackass. Yes, yeah. it uh, is. He is a fucking clown. <laughs> and uh, that, that might be peak Lights Camera Jackson. Uh, as, oh. uh, as, as, as our mutual friend Rocky Juarez would, would say, uh, that kid needs to get high right away. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> that won't help Lights Camera Jackson. No, <laughs> no it won't, because his... His name is literally Lights Camera Jackson. I think he had it legally changed. <laughs> uh, speaking little, of little Gene Shalit ripoff, I hate him. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I'm not good at transitions. Uh, this episode, at least Matt. Gene Shalit had tact. <laughs> speaking of movies, Moana is a movie you saw, Matt. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, these these transitions <laughs> are <laughs> red, <laughs> red, red. Like usually, speaking I'm, of this 18 year old clown. <laughs> Moana. Mo- <laughs> Mo- Mo- Moana. Moana, Matt. Um, you saw this, Matt, and uh, you, I mean, you, yes, did, I, you did not see you, you didn't see this in theaters. Uh, no, I did not. Which surprised I didn't want to because I didn't want to sit next to a jungle gym while I watched a movie. <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of kids in that in that screening. I mean, that I went to. Why not go to like a 10 p.m. show like on a Wednesday? Oh, please, kids will always be out. Oh, well, but anyway, those, yeah, those little turds. But yeah, no, I loved <laughs> Moana. It was so much fun. Um, it's probably my favorite Disney movie in a few years. Um, I think it's their best musical in a long time. Yeah, uh, it. 
it, it makes uh, Frozen look like an embarrassment um, that they would ever put their name on that uh, when they have something like Moana in, uh, cooking in the books. I mean, this thing is amazing. I really love the performances. Uh, I'm not going to attempt to say the lead actress's name because I don't want to butcher it. Uh, but she is terrific. Uh, she had never done anything before. This was like a blind audition that she went on. I really loved her. Uh, the Rock is great in this. He's so much fun. And uh, sure, he might not have the best singing voice, but his singing voice fits the character, and it really helps. Uh, really love him. I really like the the nods to uh, wrestling that they put into this with uh, his uh, the people's eyebrow that went up uh, during one scene. That was great. Uh, I love the animation. I loved uh, the shiny crab that they fight. That was a lot of fun from the Flight of the Concords guy. Yeah, Jermaine. Yeah, that was really cool. Uh, stick around after the credits because he shows up again. It's really fun. Oh, he does. And yeah, yeah. There's like a one minute like post credit sequence where he's trying to like roll off his back because he's still on his back. Oh, it's man. it's really funny. It's yeah, yeah. Again. Check it out. Yeah. yeah, it's good times. I yeah, I really love this thing. And plus, I mean, the music is is awesome. Holy shit! The, how did how that song did not win best song at the Oscars is beyond me. Uh, Lin Manuel, don't fuck around. Yeah, just give him, give him his egot. Do it. Come on, I'm, he'll I'm, get there. I'm sure he'll get it with like Mary Poppins. I'm sure he'll write a new song for that. And... Oh, I'm sure he will. Yeah, but yeah, no, I really love this thing, and I'm kicking myself for not seeing it in theaters. But yes. I'm so glad I finally saw it. I'm I'm glad he'll you saw it. Get it for Frozen Two. He'll get it for Frozen Two. Is that what you said, Katie? Yeah, his his Oscar. He'll get it for Frozen Two. Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm funny. <laughs> uh, uh, Katie, did, did you see Moana? Yes, I did see Moana. Uh, I really liked it. Uh, I've only seen it once, so yeah, I don't think I could have like a fully formed opinion on it. But um, I liked it better than Frozen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean... Uh, who it's likes... easy to like. It's easy to like things more than Frozen. Yeah, I mean, who likes Frozen? I uh, Frozen I is fine. It's for seven-year-old girls. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's fine. The music, like some of the songs are catchy. Seven-year-old boys. Now Scott's gonna come in and goes. I love Frozen. That's right. right no, Scott? I've never actually seen Frozen. Good. Good. Yeah, don't. <laughs> That's fine. You can yeah, see other. I'm on it. Other. I feel, better, like, I feel like people talk about musicals. it to an extent that I, I sort of absorbed it anyway. Yeah. yeah, but I never really had a desire. But I saw Moana or Moana or however you say it. I, I really liked it. Yeah, it, it's really, really good. Like it's my, it's my, it's definitely my favorite Disney movie in in some years. Yeah. Uh, uh, the it it looks gorgeous. Like it's the best looking thing they've they've produced. And, it's uh, really, really pretty, and like every song in it just crushes. You know, the songs, though. Yeah, the 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 songs are amazing. Like you're welcome. <laughs> I'll I'll put on. There's a few songs like from that soundtrack. If you listen to them, like I'm almost just bursting into tears listening to them. There's there's so much emotion in it. Uh, it's it's great. It's it's a flawless Disney movie. Um, it's one of their best. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and as mentioned uh, previous, Matt pointed out that I don't like Disney movies, which is like it's like it's not it's like half true. I mean, I, like, I don't really connect with them as much as as Matt, you know. 
But this, this one, is true. this one, I fell in love with. I I love Lin Manuel Miranda. I love the rock. I love the story. I love the soundtrack. I the songs I play over and over and over again. Um, and I mean, uh, yeah, all that combined together. Yeah, I've I've only seen it once, and it's still like so. It's like stuck in my mind. Like there are moments in it that I'm just like, oh, I need to see this again. This is definitely one of the best movies of the year from last year. And the going going back to Lin Manuel Miranda, yeah, I love that uh, the 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 Jermaine Clement song is like a nod to David Bowie, which yes, I, yeah, cool. for sure. I I totally did not get that until like the fiftieth time I listened to uh, huh. to to the soundtrack. Like there are tracks like outtakes where Lin Manuel like uh, actually sings that song. And it wasn't until cool. like, it wasn't until like the fiftieth time I heard that where where I go wait a second he's doing David Bowie and then I go <laughs> I'm a goddamn idiot I didn't, I didn't recognize that right away but yeah it's it's glorious I'm glad you saw yeah, it, I, Matt yeah I really love it and um I I knew I was gonna like it uh, when I looked up who directed it and it's done by the duo of Ron Clements and John Musker and they made some of my favorite uh, Disney films when I was a kid um, they worked on Little Mermaid Aladdin. Um, the Great Mouse Detective, which is a lot of fun. A Serbian film. <laughs> they, they did that. They did the Disney musical version, yes. <laughs> uh, but they also did, uh, back in 2009, they did The Princess and the Frog, which uh, not enough people saw. And I thought that was a uh, really terrific return to form for Disney using, uh, you know, in that day and age, using 2D animation. It was pretty, pretty cool. I was so excited about that, the return to 2D animation, because that's what I grew up with, and then all of a sudden all these movies have to be 3D. Is animation just computers now? Well, it's always been computers, ever since computers were utilized. Sorry. I was fine. (laughs) I felt like when Princess and the Frog came out, it was like a tease. I was like, oh, they're going to do 2D animation again, and then no. they, They did one and done, and all right, we, we gave you a taste. We're good now. I mean, was it because it wasn't like a big hit or something? Like, why why not go back to that? It's I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Matt, well, uh, it's not where technology is going now. People keep moving forward. That's a shame. Forward, not backward, and always <sighs> twirling, twirling, twirling towards the future. Speaking of going forward, the next movie on our list. Um, I mean, well, well, yeah. Speaking of you know <laughs> badass ladies, we just talked about Moana. Let's talk about those awesome ladies in 9 to 5. It's so good. Oh my goodness, it is. My mom showed it to me when I was like 9, and she forgot about the scene where they smoke a joint. Uh-huh. And she, when she showed it to me, and she was like, oh shit, and like tried to cover it up and like talked over it so I wouldn't understand. Not that I would have understood anyway, but you rewatch it as an adult, and you get so much more out of it. Yeah, That's I- it. <laughs> I, I, I will say I will stay quiet during this segment because I have not seen the movie. Oh, so. you should! It's I should, wonderful. I know. Yeah, uh, I know. Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton is team- always amazing. All teaming up to take down the dastardly Dabney Coleman. Come on, and <laughs> it's oh my god, it's so much fun. They keep him trapped in a mansion for like a month and a half. Yeah, they. It's like a wonderful, <laughs> it's awesome. A, wonderful, a very original, like feminist movie from 1980. Yeah, where it's like women in the workplace. It like started off the decade of the '80s and the power suit. Yeah, I I know that they're playing at um, at my favorite theater. Where Matt? 
The Alamo Draft House, where dreams are made. Yeah, thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, 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 they're playing it there this month, and I was thinking of going because yeah, it's one blind spot that I need to take care of. Oh, you should totally yeah. go. Yeah, and and plus, it's got a really great theme song. I know uh, all the words to that theme song. Not even I'm, I'm slowly learning all the words because I have it set as my alarm clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and here we go. Our musical segment begins now. Take it away, guys. Nine to five. Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be singing. Uh, hey, hey. Listen to people sing for two minutes in the middle of a podcast. <laughs> we just break out into song. It's it's a musical. It's fine. I mean, when, uh, are we, when are we, Mar- Marcella? When are we doing the musical episode? Uh, soon, Matt. <laughs> when uh, we just sync the entire podcast. That was I can't me wait. Carrying a notes. I, I think I'm tone deaf. I think I, I think <laughs> hey, that's a legitimate problem. Hey, if if the singer for the Red Hot Chili Peppers can make it this far, being completely tone deaf, <laughs> I think you'll be fine. Because I thought Ryan Gosling was fine in La La Land, and everybody says he can't carry a note. So what what do I know? He is not very good. I, I, I I'm telling you, I, I I don't mind his voice, not at all. Anyway, but <laughs> Dolly Parton, she's a good singer, right? She's good nine to five. She's a fantastic singer. She is the actual best. She is. I'm. I'm. She's. Uh, it's absolutely. so effortless with her. Like she can match any note at any time, and it just seems so easy. She's not straining at all. Awesome. A yeah. plus Dolly. I need to see this movie. Uh, I mean, yeah, you need to go see this. It's really, really good. I mean, it's <clears> she doesn't uh, sing in the movie, but she does sing the same song. Yes. Um, and uh, it, three women. It, it kind of seems like the movie that would happen if somebody was like, "What if three ladies ran a workplace, and what would that look like?" And then they in- implement a whole bunch of like liberal policy. And yeah. in this, in the movie's world, it it works out really well. Amazing. I I, I need to see this. I mean, Sky, you've seen this, right? Uh, I haven't seen it in many years. Um, probably fifteen years or more. Um, I I saw actually it was playing uh, at the draft house tonight, and I I thought about going because I was looking for something to do tonight. But um, you should you could have come with me. I went with my mom. <laughs> I had a podcast to be on. I didn't want to be late. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, I haven't seen it in some years. Uh. And I was just sitting here thinking, this is kind of irrelevant, but, uh, well, not really irrelevant, but I remember when I was a kid, my parents watching it a lot, and then one time I was watching it on TV, and my dad came into the room and was like, you know, uh, I saw Dolly Parton at an airport once. And I was like, really? And he goes, yeah. And I said, what was she like? And he goes, uh, well, she had really big boobs, but she was very short. (laughs) <laughs> and then he walked out of the room. <laughs> I was like, all right. Thanks, Dad. Yeah. That's all the information I need. That's Thank you. Image of staying your so mind. Much. Yeah. Done. Uh, speaking but of... But it's a great... It's a great... I remember it being a great movie. And, and I'm a big uh, Dolly Parton fan. In fact, you know, my associate uh, Meredith Borders went to Dollyland not too long ago. Oh, oh Dollywood. Wow. Yeah, Dollywood. I'm sorry. I've always wanted to go. What she, happens in Dollywood? It's a well. It's, it's, it's sort of park. Six, fag, uh, six, uh, 
Jesus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> gotta cut that out. <laughs> Situation. Good lord. I almost committed a hate crime. Uh, um, I'll allow it. <laughs> uh, I'll let you hold on to the, the gay card for a few minutes. You Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, uh, she she was sending us pictures while she was there. And at one point, she was like, oh my fucking god, they have these holograms of Dolly Parton that appear in like different areas of the park and like Jesus. sort of explain things, and they're called Dollygrams. Oh, yes! Wow. And I was like, yes. holy fuck do I miss <laughs> Um... There, I've got a picture of it somewhere. Uh, that, I've always that, wanted to go there. Yeah, well, she's uh, she's coming to Austin, like uh, not too long from now. And I, I, we were driving, and I, I saw the the like sign for it or something. And I, I said to my wife, like, "Oh, dude, fucking Dolly Parton is coming. We got to go." Oh, wait, Dolly she's, Parton's coming to Austin. She was like, uh, "What, Dolly Parton?" And I was like, "I'm really? calling this fucking lawyer and getting a divorce." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the end of that. Story. I mean, who <laughs> does? Yeah, who? And then you got a divorce, and that's yeah. that, that's it. But yeah, who right. doesn't love Dolly Parton? I mean, it's like seriously. Well, I also, um, really love horrible people. They, I don't they know. don't. Let me go wake her up and let's get her on here. Yeah, get her. <laughs> I want answers. <laughs> yeah. I Explain also yourself. really love um, Lily Tomlin. I saw her uh, uh, stand up one time, uh, like probably like seven or so years ago. Well, she's terrific and, but, all the time. So sarcastic, I love it, mm-hmm. and witty. Uh, yeah. If uh, listeners want a uh, fun time with uh, Lily Tomlin, watch, watch the video of her going off on uh, David O. Russell. <laughs> oh my god, it's a religious experience. <laughs> I forget her exact wording, but uh, yeah, she does not care for that man. Yeah. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, it's mostly David O. Russell going off on her. Yeah, like if I remember that clip correctly, he's like he loses his shit, right? And doesn't, but but she like fires back with your directing wrong or something. Yeah, I mean she holds her own. Lily Tomlin's, you know, that's a that's a tough rod, man. She's yeah, not you're not gonna go up against her. Uh, you know, she's she's one of the greats. Uh, and and David O. Russell at that time was nobody. You know, yeah. I mean he had done like what flirting with disaster and maybe. Uh, Maybe Three Kings. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, because it was I Heart Huckabee's. Yeah, he did Three Kings. Yeah. So um, yeah, she uh, she gives as good as she gets, but he he's the one that comes off looking like a, a you know a giant dildo in that situation. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And uh, he is by all accounts a giant dildo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of dildos, uh, Matt. Twelve years a slave. <laughs> 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 I was going to say, Matt is not a dodo because he watched 13 Assassins. Finally. Oh. Uh, this was actually, this was up next in our alphabetical marathon. And, uh, <laughs> oh, man, I, I can't believe I didn't make that connection. You saw 12 Years of Slave. Is and the then... next one 13 Ghosts? <laughs> um, no. 13 going one. on 30? It was that, and Carlo watched it on his own. Oh. <laughs> Break up with that, not man. That shit. And you skipped I... right over to 12 Blocks. <laughs> we don't we don't own it. Wow, good for you. But the next day we will be watching that. Maybe I'll watch 13 going on 30 one day. I don't know. Do it. I don't want to. Hey, <laughs> Jeff Garner. 
Hey. Yes, I know Jennifer Garner is in that movie. Yes. Uh, I, I do not get me started on how amazing Jennifer Garner is. Uh, 13 Assassins. Go, go. What? <laughs> 13 Assassins. Oh, it's badass. It's freaking awesome. Uh, I haven't had this much fun with a samurai movie in a long, long time. Uh, it's Takashi Miike, so of course it's going to be, you know, batshit crazy the whole time. Uh but actually, in like the dramatic scenes, it's toned down. But once those samurai fights start happening, hold on to your butts because <laughs> it is so incredibly violent and stomach-turning. I, oof, yeah, this movie, uh, yeah, it messed us up. We we really, but in a good way. We enjoyed the hell out of this thing. Uh, amazing sound design. Uh, you really hear like uh, the slicing through uh, bone and sinew that you're supposed to hear in a um, in a samurai film. Uh, yeah, I love this thing, and it's gorgeous to look at. God, yeah, I I think I've only seen this once, and it's been stuck in my mind ever since. Uh, I think I wrote about it for the website for you weeks ago, right? Like we had like a thirteen, like Friday thirteenth post, and I picked thirteen assassins. Um, you also yes yes you did yes yeah and yeah that that ending is like phenomenal uh, oh yeah it's like isn't it like thirty minutes of nonstop action yes yeah and it's glorious <laughs> oh it's just so... it's just like it's just like sword fight after sword fight after sword fight and everything works and the bad guy gets his due as well he should and it's it's terrific yeah. it's beautiful I love I love that the movie kind of lulls you in into like this quiet like samurai almost political drama I think for the most part and then yeah. hits you over head with non-stop slicing action it's yeah holy shit it's superb yeah really really nice um, only the second film I've seen from this director but I should probably see more yeah that that I mean good luck trying to watch all of his movies Matt oh, he made a lot he's made like 200 or something yeah like, wow. yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen this and Audition. Oh yeah, I, I saw Audition. Yeah. Yeah, that movie's that movie's something else. Yeah, uh, uh, Mikey. Yeah, because uh, I looked it up and he at one point was making like seven movies a year or something. Yeah, yeah. He he just churns them out. Oh, jeez, that man. Um, uh, I do want to I do want to see his uh, Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney movie. I'll tell you that much. That looks like he made a movie based on the video game Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney. Uh, <laughs> you're talking Spanish. I don't know what you're it's, saying. It's I'm actually, actually no. These are these are Japanese made games, sir. Um, no, but they're like these crazy courtroom simulators where you yell at people and try to get clues, and you yell objection when people do things wrong. It's crazy and fun and very Japanese. Uh, video games. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Katie, have you seen Thirteen Assassins? Schultz. Oh, I think she's gone. We lost her. Schultz is dead. She's had enough I'll of this. Yes, yeah, Schultz Scott. has seen Thirteen Assassins. It's her favorite movie. It is. Oh, amazing. Oh, uh, good to know. I'm, it is now. It is now. Yes. Uh, thank you for that, uh, Katie. I mean, uh, and Scott, what about you? Have Have you seen Thirteen Assassins? Oh no, I have not. Oh, I mean, uh, I, so- uh, how much of Mr. Mikey's work have you seen, Scott? A uh, fair amount. Um, but uh, I'm not I'm not really into samurai shit, honestly. Really, and and that's that's yeah, it sort of kept me away from it. Um, 
Like I understand it's great. Everyone, everyone I've talked to has nothing but good things to say about it. Um, I'm sure it is great. I, I, I just haven't made it a priority. I mean, is martial arts stuff, samurai stuff. I'm kind of like it's uh, it's always been somewhat of a low priority, I guess. I mean, is there a specific reason why, or it's just? Nah, it's just not not my thing. You know, I'm not like, you know, I don't feel one way or another about it. I'm just like, I I. I appreciate it when it's done well. You know, I can recognize it when it's done well. I just, uh, I don't seek it out. Yeah, I, I I get that. Like, I have that with, like, musicals most of the time. So I, I recognize the great ones, but I'm just not in any rush to see the classics I need to see. Like I right, still, you're either on that, you know, specific wavelength or you're not. Yeah, exactly. Like, I haven't seen West Side Story yet, which I need to see. Neither have I. I've seen West Side Story, and I like musicals. Hey, you weren't here a minute ago, Schultz, and they asked you about 13 Assassins. You're Sorry, fine. I had to pee, but I didn't want to, like, think <laughs> out of it. It's fine. I answered for you. It's, it's cool. Fine. Yes. Uh, yes uh, it's Katie, your favorite movie. Yeah, Katie, tell us why it's why 13 Assassins is your favorite movie of all time. Well, I would actually say that I love uh, martial arts movies, and um, I minored in East Asian uh, studies, but that being said, a lot of samurai movies have a little bit too much uh, decorum, and uh, it's it, it, there's like two separate things. You have like decorum and violence, and then it just it just jumps so quickly. And I don't care at all about the decorum. I just want to see the violence. Yeah. So I don't really seek out uh, Japanese action movies as much as like um, Thai or. Hong Kong or Chinese action movies. Yeah, and I, I get that, but I, I don't know. I, like I was saying with Thirteen Assassins, there is a lull there. It's like you, like I, like halfway through the movie, I was like, when is something going to happen? Like, well, I don't Tricks, know. Yeah. It does. The fight doesn't even happen until the last thirty minutes. Oh yeah. no, there's fighting throughout. There's some, but okay. it's it's not as like glorious. Yeah, it's not as glorious as like the final thirty minutes where it's like nothing but action. And I think it's a perfect setup to that, but I totally see where, yeah, that that decorum does just it gets into on and yeah, on. No, and I, yeah, no, people fight with their hands. Like I love like Ong Bak, or oh my God, uh, like, yeah, like Jackie Chan movies where it's like uh, the elegance of the human body pushed to the extreme. Like I like that, but sores. I'm like, oh man, like that guy's arm is gone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I mean, speaking of arms being gone, you get plenty of that in Thirteen Assassins, right, Matt? Yeah, you do. You do. Oh boy. Oh boy. So many, so many dismemberments. So many. <laughs> and plus, there's bulls on fire. There's bulls. bulls. Yeah, they set bulls on fire bulls. and they stampede that, over bad guys. Not, not. That doesn't sound as cool as it sounds. It's like it's like the running <laughs> of the bulls, except. Bulls. Except they're standing still and they're burning to death. I think, I think, uh, Katie, did you think he was saying bowls? I, yeah, like, uh, like soup like, bowls. Yeah, like soup bowls on fire, and I was like, and? Oh no, I'm talking. I'm talking about boy cows. Boy cow. Okay, yeah. Okay, like uh, animals are being bowls like fire. like like ooey bowls. The filmmaker, he's on fire. Let's not give him that much credit by calling him a filmmaker. <laughs> let's, let's be real. Okay. He's an amateur boxer at best. <laughs> uh, 
Hey, we've we've reached the final segment of the show. We've, oh, shit. We've done it, folks. Uh, <laughs> and here is the, the the final battle, right? And Matt is still not done watching Peter Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, got we, the subtitles on. It's on in the background. We've reached yeah. the end of the podcast and the end of Kong 2006. I mean, sorry, 2006. Peter Five. Jackson. Five? Is it five? 2005. Have I been saying six the whole time? I'm sorry. You have. Uh, you liar. I'm glad I'm the editor of this show. I can just cut all that out. Such a liar. Make me look <laughs> glorious. I'm gonna, gonna sh- hush this podcast make look, up. Make you look inglorious. <laughs> we talked about that already. Bring it back. So nice segue. It's too late. King Kong. Um, yeah. Um, over at Talk Film Society, it's been uh, something that we're dubbing the Week of Kong. Uh, where we've been looking back at a bunch of uh, you know the King Kong iterations, uh, our writer Alex Miller took a look at the original 1933 classic. I took a look at the 76 remake. Um, Sarah Jane took a look at uh, King Kong versus Godzilla, which is uh, a goofy, goofy ass time uh, with <laughs> the worst um, King Kong outfit I've ever seen. And the only really great thing that movie gave us was that gif of. King Kong shoving a tree down Godzilla's throat, screaming, uh, eat your vegetables. Uh, that, that was That's pretty good. Um, and then I watched uh, Peter Jackson's 2005 version. Uh, I've watched a lot of apes this week, and a lot of giant apes. And this weekend, Skull Island comes out. Uh, so everyone here has seen the original, yes? Oh, yeah. 33? Yeah. No. Yes. Well, of course. Yeah. What? Okay. Uh, Katie has not. Yes, I'm I'm garbage. I've seen okay. an animated version and the 2005 version. What? An oh, animated you the, version? Oh, you saw the cartoon. There's a cartoon? I what? Saw, yeah, I saw that when I was a kid. What? Yeah. It's not awesome. Somebody no, explain what this is. What 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 is there was this? Also like a, there was also like, like a, a Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah, it was like an 85-minute movie. Huh, but oh, cartoon. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it was a cartoon. cartoon. Weird. It's not, not so good. No, it's not great. No, it's it's not it's not very good. Anyway, uh, yeah, the original. I wa- there was like a like a uh, two month period when I was a little kid, where I would just watch this every day. After after school, I'd come home, and I would reenact the movie as it was happening. Um, the I would thirty three version. The thirty three version. You're yes. the second person I know who who who's done that. Yeah, I, I was a I was a fun little kid. <laughs> I. Uh, <laughs> I would make a, an Empire State Building out of the couch cushions and try to climb it as King Kong with like a little action figure in my hand as, uh, you know, as the lady. And it was a lot of fun, and I got yelled at a lot because I basically destroyed those couch cushions. But hey, it was fun, and I was a kid, so I was able to, you know, get away with that shit. Um, then when I was a couple years older, I saw the 76 version for the first time. And this week I rewatched it for the first time since then, and it's not a total failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it has you know young, attractive Jeff Bridges doing his "I'm young, attractive Jeff Bridges" thing, which that helps. And then it has Charles Grodin hammering it up as a oil magnet. Um, I referred to it in my piece as uh, he gets the vision of a tr- of a Dick Cheney wet dream with all the oil he could get on Skull Island. So he decides to risk everyone's lives to get some oil. And when that doesn't work out, he risks everyone's lives to get an ape. Um, Rick Baker in a 
pretty effective ape suit in some scenes. <laughs> in other scenes, not so much. Uh, yeah, and then they go to New York and he climbs the Twin Towers. And that's the thing that they did because Dino De Laurentiis, the producer, wanted everything to be bigger and better. And what's bigger and better than the Empire State Building? Wait, the you big... said the Twin Towers. Was it the Twin Towers or the Empire State Building? Well, no, he didn't want to use the, the Empire State Building because he used the Twin Towers in this because he's like, oh, okay, everything's going to be bigger and better. I need the biggest building in New York, so screw your iconography. I'm going to go with this thing instead. So he did. and Bold choice. Very, very. Oh, yeah, people did not care for that. Uh, actually, I read about this. The people who worked at the Empire State Building protested this movie. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, why did you choose our building? Shit. Yeah, they dressed up in like King Kong outfits and like protested the premiere. What? It was <laughs> just free advertising. Imagine someone breaking the news to Dino De Laurentiis that workers at the Empire State Building are striking. He was probably like, "Fuck them!" Like, he's <laughs> like, "I don't know who they are." Fuck about anything. In fact, I don't think he give, he's dead, right? So he definitely doesn't give a fuck about anything now. No, he doesn't. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. No fucks left to give. But <laughs> even back in the day. That's the guy that gave King the money to make Maximum Overdrive. Like, oh, oh, he gave a shit about was the bottom line. So this this guy made Dune. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wow. The man did not care. Uh, <laughs> but hey, he also did like Hannibal, Hannibal Lecter, and all that. So good on him for doing something good. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, and then today I finished watching uh, after my four week journey of watching this movie. I watched uh, Peter Jackson's King Kong. I'm just kidding. It only took me one day, in total. <laughs> Um, so yeah, this movie is a movie that when it first came out, I really didn't like it uh, because I was a shitty kid who hated the idea of remakes. And I was like, this is stupid. Why did why remake it? Just watch the original. And I here's a hot take. I prefer this version now. To? To the original, to any other King Kong version. What? Yeah. Uh, here's an even hotter take. It might be my favorite Peter Jackson film. Uh, what? Not even yeah. the Frighteners? The Frighteners is... Frighteners is really good. That was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> what? The Frighteners oh. is good? I like the Frighteners. It's fine. Uh, uh, Matt, that... Uh, there's there's my hot takes on Peter Jackson's King Kong. Peter um, have you seen... Yeah, to explain yourself? I mean, okay, Matt. Have you seen uh, Dead Alive? Yes, of course. And you think King Kong 05 is better than that? I do. I can't even talk to you right now. <laughs> this is a podcast. King, where, where King Kong has talk. the King Kong has the horror stuff that freaks me out. Like I can't handle bugs at all. And there's a lot of giant bugs in this. Sorry, I'll stop. <laughs> I, I, it's fine. I didn't hear what you said. That's... I, I called you a pussy. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, I can't. I can't do bugs, and that's why I fast forward through the scene in Return of the King. Like I don't like spiders. I don't do. What it. about Harry Potter? With the spiders. Well, that's whimsical. <laughs> if they're giant, it's cool. But it's also talking to you, so I'm fine with it if it speaks. Because then it's you can spider and skull. Sentient. Island. It's intelligent. Okay. Yes, I've heard there's a giant spider in Skull Island, and I can't wait to squirt. If it makes you feel any better, I don't like spiders either. But I was fine with the one in Skull Island. Okay, good. That that sounds. I'm fine with this. I, but, I mean, know, it's I, creepy it's, as fuck, but. God you know, don't like spiders. It's doable. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, no, I really love Peter Jackson's King Kong. I think it's gorgeous. Um, it's a long movie, of course, because 
when does he not make long movies? It's kind of his his thing. He takes he adapts things like this in the Lord of the Rings trilogy and he treats them he treats them like a sacred text that's not to be trifled with and He should make some Bible story movies. I would actually see him do like uh like a Moses story or something like that. For sure. That he made like a, like a multicolored coat or um or Moses or, or if he did a new Noah. Ooh. That just happened. Oh yeah, with the rock people. That was Aronofsky. Yeah, that was that was a that was a weird movie with rock people. Uh, okay. no, but, uh, but anyway, I yeah, saw no. from the preview that that was going to be weird, and I was like, not spending my time on that. It no, was it's... completely unbelievable. Unlike the real story of Noah's Ark. Total sense. You're adding rock people to this? I'm done. Believability out the window. I don't. I'm not buying it. Every animal in the world in the world in one boat, I'm in. But add rock <laughs> monsters to it, I'm out. That's Bullshit. it. Yeah, my my disbelief is is no longer suspended. <laughs> but I I just I'm I'm still having a hard time getting over Matt's uh, statement that I mean I like I Con- really like this movie. I like I love the I love the cast. I, yeah, I I love Naomi Watts. Uh, She's I think, awesome. I think Jack Black is fine in it. I think it's a. F- Who else is in it? Is it Adrian Brody's? Oh my in that? god! Oh my god! Kyle Adrian Chandler. In it. Kyle yeah. Chandler's in this, and he is a delight. I forgot Kyle Chandler's in it. Oh, he plays. This is like the first time I ever saw him uh, back in the day, and he plays such like a prickish Hollywood actor who's so full of himself, and he's the source of a lot of laughs. And I really like his character in this. He's a lot of fun. I will say, yeah, I do like the movie, but saying it's like the. Well, saying it's your favorite, I don't know. That's Fair Jackson. Fair Jackson. Uh, I, I still, yeah. I still can't get with that, Matt. I'm sorry. It's probably, it's probably my favorites are this and Fellowship. Yeah, uh, I, I'm a fan of Two Towers myself. Uh, but hey, Kong. I, I mean, let's uh, let's expand this because Matt, you haven't seen this yet, and I know at least no, me, me and Scott have seen it. Uh, uh, I don't have any special privileges yet. <laughs> Not yet. Uh, Fingers crossed. I mean, I got lucky because I'm part of the Draft House Victory Program, and they had a screening earlier this week where they showed Kong Skull. What? What? Fuck! What? <laughs> you got Kong this. Skull Island. Kong Skull Island. I'm not editing that's the name that of the out. Movie. Yeah, Kong yeah. Skull Island. Uh, yeah, I'll just get to the chase. I really dig this weird ass movie. It's it's like half war movie, half creature feature. Uh, it's it's kind of tonally all over the place. It's like funny at times. It's frightening at other times. But I, I I dug it. It's it's fun. That's like the main thing I got out of the whole thing. It was fun. Uh, it had plenty of good laughs. The audience was into it. And by the end, I had a really like big smile on my face. So yeah, I really liked Kong Skull Island. And there have been reviews out there, really story that were just. Saying this is either this, like it, it hits too heavy on like, the war uh, aspect of it, of like the Vietnam era stuff, which oh, I, I I I get where they're coming from, but I don't know. It just lets I, I forget who directed like John, what's his name? Jordan Boyd Roberts. Jordan Boyd yeah. Roberts. Thank you. Like look, he of course this is like a play on Apocalypse Now. It's it's fairly obvious throughout. I say just let him play because like it has that aspect to it, but it also has just crazy like uh, creature effects that really just again it's maybe one of the most crazy 
blockbusters I've seen in recent history. I'm excited. Yeah, because like speaking of that spider, that spider sequence in Kong Skull Island, it has a fucking Cannibal Holocaust reference in it, which <laughs> when I saw it, I was like, wow. And it, it, like that's what you're in for with this movie. There are moments like that where you're just taking it back, like, oh, I see. This is this is going for it. This is this is going for the the crazy aspect to the whole like Kong mythology. So. That's that's what I thought of Kong Skull Island. I I liked it a lot, um, and I think it's just as good as Godzilla 2014. So, there you go. Um, I'm, I'm so eager, I'm gonna love it. Yeah, I, I'm eager to see because it's no surprise at this point that they're building a uh, what, what do you even call it now? Like a Kong shared Godzilla universe. shared universe thing. It's Monsterverse. Ha- yeah, it's gonna happen, and I'm eager to see that outcome. I like to see what they do with that, with Godzilla vs. King Kong, these two iterations. I'm good. They, I'm glad they fixed the size on Kong because if they went with the original size, there's no way he could have ever fought Godzilla. Here, here's a tidbit that I got from watching the Q and A they did after the movie screening. Um, Sam Jackson was like, "Yes, it takes place in the '70s, um, and the, the important thing to focus on here. So forget the forget all the war stuff." He goes, "The important thing to focus on is Kong, is a young Kong. He's like maybe 11 years old." So when we fast, okay. when we fast forward to the, the future, babe. yeah, when we fast forward to the future, we fights, you know who, he's gonna be pretty bigger. So he's gonna be even bigger. Yeah, Jesus, it's Christ. gonna be even bigger. So there you go. That do apes grow more over their lifetimes, or is that just like a total mystical uh, law we've laid down about King Kong that he? I think it might just be a bigger. Kong thing. Yeah, it might be a Kong thing. Yeah. What Kongs like to do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so th- th- those are my thoughts on Kong. I I think it's really fun. I'm eager to see it again with a big crowd. It's a, it's what they call a crowd pleaser. Um, but Scott, I know you saw it this past week too. Um, mm-hmm. What did you think of it? Uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, I don't typically go in for uh, King Kong movies. I mean, I like the original or the, like the '33. Uh, but every other version of it I've just been kind of bored with. Um, this one I, I thought was more, it felt like a theme park ride. You know, it had that sort of tone to it mixed with Apocalypse Now. It was like Jurassic Park and Apocalypse Now at the same time, you know? Oh, yes, please. And, and, it's, and it's got, it like, just... you know, a huge cast of characters where... I saw people on Twitter complaining that the characters didn't have any arcs and, you know, this was unrealistic or that was. And it's like, it's a it's a movie about a giant fucking ape on, a, on an island <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you go surrounded there, you, by creatures. Like, there's a giant water buffalo in this thing. And, like... You go there for monster fights, not the yeah, deep, it's, deep it's characters. Yeah, it's monsters smashing things into one another and then and then people shooting at them. Like, that's yeah. that's what you're signing up for. And... To that extent, I think it's really successful. I, I, I had a lot of fun with it. And um, I think that given the the size of the cast and the number of characters they had in it, uh, whether or not they all had complete arcs is completely irrelevant. They, they're they all really fun characters. It's people you, you kind of like hanging out with. And, you know, three quarters of the way through it, I realized, like, I, I kind of give a shit what happens to some of these guys. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I... I really enjoyed it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and going on that character thing, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, there are so many characters in this, but they all, pretty much all of them have like good character moments. 
Um, like I cannot pronounce his actor's name. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Shia Wiggum is that, is that his name? Shay Wiggum. Shay Wiggum. Thank you. I I thought he was Wiggum. <laughs> Forget it, Matt. It's like t- it's like twelve where I am right now, and I'm I'm two drinks in. So I, 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 he is like he's like a standout, I think, in this. Uh, as long as like uh, as long. Sorry, Jesus fucking Christ! Let me start that sentence over. This Use is like your a- words. Shay like, Wagum. Shy <laughs> I think he's excellent in the movie as a as a supporting character. He has really good character moments, especially like his I don't want to spoil it, his like his ending character moments. It's like mm-hmm. it so got, he dies. Thanks. No. <sighs> You, you don't know if it's en- his his ending character moment. You don't know if you know you don't know if that's the end of the movie Thanks. or like. Uh, you, okay, so he dies twenty minutes in. Okay, <laughs> the way it. his storyline wraps up. The story. The no, way storyline wraps up. No, I'm not saying he dies or not, Matt. You, you, you're, sure. you're not going to get that out of me. Sure, Jan. Uh, but he, he doesn't. Look, Kylo Ren shows up. <laughs> runs uh, his But yeah, uh, characters like him, I think. Uh, have standout moments in the movie. That's what I'm getting at. Especially John C. Riley, who's a supporting player, but has like some of the best. Doctor Steve. Yeah, he's the best thing in the movie. Yeah, sure. like John the best. C. Riley is always the best. Yeah, he's, yeah. It, it um it becomes like a, a comedy halfway through with his moments, which is not a Excellent. bad thing. It's no, this sounds good. It's funny. So again, yeah, it, it's fun. It's super fun. I can't wait for you to see it, Matt's and, and Katie. Can't wait for you to see it either. I'm going tomorrow night. I just stoked. bought my tickets. Good, good. Um, I'm glad you guys will see it. You'll have a good time. Speaking of good times, this podcast was a good time. I Wasn't it, though? It was. I mean, I mean, Katie, you had a good time, right? Yeah. yeah. Good. I mean, Scott, you had a good time, I'm sure. Absolutely. Thank you yeah, for having me. Yeah. So, so thank you guys for coming on. Um, and Matt, you had a good time? Yes, the show was lit, <laughs> as the kids say. Don't do now. Now it's a bad time. I'm sorry, folks. This this has gone down, <laughs> down the drain. Uh, so yes, thanks, Scott and Katie. Uh, before we wrap it up, it's time for our plugs section of the show. Ooh. Um, let's go to Katie first. Plugs. Where can the fine folks find you online? Um, I have a Twitter that I don't use. That's <laughs> it. That's really it. Remember when I told you to set up a Twitter account and you're like, I don't need that? I don't want to do that. I don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't want people yeah. to Don't be... worry about it. Schultz is going to set up a Tumblr and get this career started. Ooh, That's nice. even worse because now I have to write essays back to people as opposed to 140 characters. And... Yeah, it was your idea, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. Don't ever... Oh, Tumblr. Nobody... Schultz, I don't know anything about establishing an online presence or, or working online. Don't don't listen to me about anything. <laughs> Fine. Um, yeah. Uh, no Twitter, really. Um, nope. W- listen to our podcast. We've got, a, uh, we've got a show uh, Twitter handle set up at uh, at Trying Times BMD. Uh, you can also find me at at Limited Paper, and the show is on BirthMoviesDeath.com. It's a monthly show. Uh, we may pick up the frequency depending on. Uh, whether or not there's any demand for it, we'll see after after the next episode. But you know, that's where we're at with our online presence. There you go. Thank you, Katie and Scott. What about you, Matt? Working well, on... as usual. <laughs> I was going to say, fuck! I've gone right into my spiel. I always do that. I go, Matt. Where can the fine folks listening find you online? Well, as usual, you can find me over on the Twitters at the Real Matt C. It's not that scary, Katie. It'll be fine. You can just join Twitter. It's 
It's not terrifying, for the most part. It's so scary. <laughs> it's there forever. <laughs> <laughs> and you can also find me over at uh, Letterboxd to make sure I'm not lying about what movies I'm watching under the same name, The Real Matt C. And you can find me uh, doing lots of cool stuff for TalkFilmSociety.com. It's both a hoot and a holler. Classic Matt. Uh, as for me... My name. As for me, Marcel J. Pico on Twitter. Follow me if you want. Uh, I swear... I swear <laughs> Follow me if you want, I guess. I swear, oh. I, I swear I'm not a drunken mess most of the time. Um, and also, talkfilmsociety.com. I'm the editor-in-chief there. We're doing good work. Uh, great writing staff. Good content. Check it out. And also, hey, I started a new podcast. It's like my sixth monster. one. Why do you do this to yourself? I don't know. My, <laughs> my good friend Mike Schindler, uh, like he's been on the Talk from Society podcast. Uh, we should have him on this show, Matt. He's, he's great. Uh, he I'd came, love to. He came to me and said, why don't we do a Soderbergh podcast? A Steven Soderbergh podcast. I go, okay. And then he goes, uh, okay, sure. Then he goes, we'll, 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 we'll make them relatively short, so like 30 minutes. And he goes, I'll edit them. I go, perfect. I don't want to edit them. I'll just come on, yeah. talk Soderbergh. So it's called Soderbergh 2828. 28, 28 episodes, 28 movies, covering 28 years of Soderbergh. Uh, that just started. We just released three episodes in a week. Uh, by the time this comes out, you'll hear the fourth episode. So check that out. It's on the Talk Film Society podcast network feed, which, if you're listening to this, chances are you're subscribed to the feed. If not, go to SoundCloud, go to TalkFilmSociety.com, get that podcast. It's pretty good. Uh, and that's it. Uh, thank hey, you. that's the show. Yeah, thank you, Scott. Thank you, Katie, once again. Yes, thank you for having us. Yeah. And Matt, I think it's time to close out the show with our signature catchphrase. Well, I just wanted to say thank you guys so much for coming on. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for having us. We had a good time. And Matt, I think it's time now. Yes. <laughs> absolutely. To close out the show with our signature catchphrase. So long and thanks for all the fish. Thanks for listening, folks, and keep on watching. Oh, yeah, that one. <laughs> it's a bit...